Hello, this is Miss Williams. This podcast covers Chapter 16, Part 3, New American Diplomacy for AP U.S. History. The new American diplomacy that resulted from expansion of the United States and the expansion of the U.S. Navy was supported by President McKinley. McKinley is president from 1896 to 1900 and is re-elected in 1900, along with his running mate, the very popular Theodore Roosevelt, also known as Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt was a Spanish-American war hero in the United States. He's very popular. He comes from a political family. And he is named as McKinley's vice president for a couple of different reasons. But one of the biggest ones is, is he's a little too aggressive when it comes to how much the U.S. should expand. So he does agree with McKinley, but he's kind of aggressive on that point. Unfortunately, McKinley is assassinated within seven months of his new term in office. Uh, September 6, 1901, just a few days earlier, he had been shot by a young man who wanted to get rid of him and show that he supported the anarchist cause in the United States. McKinley's death means that Teddy Roosevelt becomes president of the United States. Now, Roosevelt, like I said, is much more aggressive about his policies. So even though McKinley had proposed the open door policy with China, Roosevelt goes after it with vigor. He is extremely aggressive in making it happen. Roosevelt also continues the expansion of the U.S. Navy. And in 1907, he sends that Navy on a trip around the world. It's called the Great White Fleet. All the ships are painted white, but it's also symbolic of Roosevelt's opinion that um, the white race is the superior race and that um, it should continue to thrive. Roosevelt is so confident of his U.S. Navy that his oldest daughter, Alice Roosevelt, is on one of the ships and travels around the world with this fleet. Roosevelt's confidence extends far beyond just the Navy itself, but the idea that not only should the United States trade heavily with Latin America, which was proposed by the Pan American Conference in the 1890s, but that if there is a problem with trade, that the United States should interfere in order to guarantee that that trade continues. It's known as the Roosevelt Corollary to the Monroe Doctrine. And it is this corollary that brings about the phrase that Teddy Roosevelt is most often famous for, which is, speak softly, but carry a big stick, which means it's okay to negotiate at first, but if that doesn't work, don't be afraid to drag the U.S. military into it. Teddy Roosevelt is known for a lot of different things. He also had some very positive contributions. Roosevelt himself had the 
creation of the National Park Service get started. Now, he totally ignores the fact that some of the land the National Park Service claims, places near the Grand Canyon or Yellowstone, were still land used by Native populations in the United States. But as was typical of his time, he showed no concern for that. Outside of the United States, Roosevelt knows that the key to trade with Latin America is finding a way to get goods in the United States from New York to San Francisco or from the Caribbean to San Francisco or to Hawaii or the Philippines or Japan without having to go all the way around the southern tip of South America. And the way that that is accomplished is with the Panama Canal. This canal would also strongly benefit the United States Navy in its travels and save it a lot of time and fuel. The Panama Canal is built in the country of Panama in Latin America. The canal is not controlled by the country of Panama. Um, The United States is so important in the building of the canal and contributions of money and time and manpower that the United States buys rights to it for a very cheap price. It takes 10 years to build the canal. The canal is a very interesting feat of engineering and it has a lock and dam system that makes it possible for very large ships to travel through what in some places is a very narrow space. The U.S. continues to have uh, a very strong presence at the Panama Canal. The U.S. purchases exclusive rights for a while, but eventually has to concede that Panama has control of its own land and its own resources. To put Roosevelt's actions in context, he is playing a political game that European countries are already playing because at the same time, that McKinley and then Roosevelt are expanding the reach of the United States and the size of the U.S. Navy to show that we as a country are a dominant power. European countries are doing pretty much the same thing. They're building up their army and their navy with the resources and the money that they're making from their colonies in Africa and other places in the world. And because of this buildup and this policy of imperialism, that's what's going to take the United States and the countries of Europe into what becomes World War I, which will be the subject of Chapter 17. <laughs>